Hi, I'm Hilary Hess. You're listening to A Helping of Happiness. This podcast is for busy moms like me who have a full life and are constantly finding themselves in a balancing act. I definitely do not have it all together, but I hope that sharing the things that I have learned as a mom of seven kids and the things that you will hear from the guests that I have on will be things that will really inspire and help us all to be a little bit better and have give us all some fresh ideas and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. Hey, welcome to episode number 81 of the Helping of Happiness podcast. I'm so glad you're with us today. Today we are on our little mini podcast where you've got just me going solo and I am going to talk a little bit about night terrors. So I don't know if that's been something that you've experienced in your family, but it's something that we've actually had a lot of pain points with (laughs) as my kids have gone through the ages and stages. So before I get into night terrors, I wanted to talk about bedtime routines a little bit. And I know this is going to look different for everybody. Some some people do baths at night with their kids. That is not something that we do because I feel like it just makes the process one step longer. But I know that that really does calm down some kids and it's a good way for people to settle down. I would rather do baths in the morning or even midday or however we're going to do it. But it it's at night it wasn't working for us. The other thing that about bedtime is that I think that it depends on who's putting down the kids. So my husband does bedtime differently than I do. and But since each of us are consistent, whoever is doing it, my husband consistently is the one that's reading the short, cute books to the kids, you know, and talking with them and playing with them as they're getting into bed. They expect that. But when I'm putting them to bed, they do not expect that because I don't do that. I'm too tired at night. What I do, you know, just the regular, have them brush their teeth, say their prayers, all that kind of stuff. And then they get tucked in their beds and then I don't even go in their rooms to read to them. I actually sit and sometimes I do this actually most nights after my husband has done his routine, then I will start doing my routine afterwards with them. So my kids are all upstairs in our house here, but this, we had our kids rooms all on one story in the house that we lived in in California. I just sit outside the doors so that everyone can hear me. And then I just read a book that's like more advanced, you know, not like Goodnight Moon or something like that. I'm reading Harry Potter or Fablehaven or we just read The Goose Girl. I love that one. Whatever will really kind of keep me interested in reading to the kids, that's the ones that I'm reading. We're reading The Witches right now because it's Halloween by Roald Dahl. I'll link up to these in the show notes. And the way that this all came about was that I had two and three-year-olds that were, and even older, it seems like, kids that kept doing the jack-in-the-box out of bed at night. So you would tuck them in, and then they would come out a bazillion times for every different reason that they want to. I need a drink. I need this. I need that. Or I'm scared. Or whatever it was. But this showed, this was a way of keeping them in bed, keeping myself present with them, even though I don't like to even really talk to them very much when I'm doing my reading. This is just for me to kind of read and they get settled and most of the time they fall asleep by the time I'm done reading. So it's really great. So my biggest key there is picking a book that you want to read and that will just kind of lull them into a nice little sleep and you're right outside their door so they're not going to be running around, getting out, doing things. They just stay where they are. The other thing I wanted to talk about 
is at night when they wake up and they want to come and get in your bed. This used to happen to me all the time when our big kids were little. I don't know why my younger kids don't really try this very much. And I don't know if it's because they don't think they can get away with it or just because they see everybody else staying in their beds. But this was a huge, huge issue when my big kids were little. They were always coming into our bed at night. And my husband sleeps just fine with them in the bed, but I do not. I do not sleep a wink. If they make any noise or they try to talk to me and then I just get super angry and I'm so tired and I just knew I rest. So we started doing a thing where if they were scared and they wanted to come in our room, I just kept a pillow and a blanket near my bed on the floor. And if they wanted to come in and they wanted to be quiet and just lay on the floor with their pillow and blanket, then they could go ahead and do that. That way they could feel like they were safe and not scared, but they weren't interrupting my sleep. Now, the minute that they got noisy or started talking or whatever it was, just without much of a word, I just say I'm putting you back in bed and scoop them up and put them in bed without an argue, without any kind of attention, just putting them in bed right away. So that really has worked for our family. And now, luckily, I'm probably going to jinx myself with this podcast, but luckily, they don't do that anymore and we get to sleep through the night. So that's really great. So let's talk a little bit about night terrors. Uh, night terrors are kind of horrible. <laughs> so we had a lot of trouble with night terrors with our kids. Uh, it When we had, my oldest was seven and my and then we had four kids at this time. We had a brand new baby and it was my two-year-old that was giving us all the trouble. He was having night terrors all the time at night and we were going to sleep doctors. I was reading every sleep book that I could find. I was just so exhausted, but this is what we found worked for us. So um, first I wanted to just explain what a night terror is because that way you kind of It's not a bad dream. It's different. So the way that I'm going to explain it is I'm going to read out of this book that I really love by Mark Weisbluth. It's called Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child. This has been like my go-to textbook for all things sleep, like sleep training, all the different things that I've needed to do with sleep. Um, It's not a stimulating read. I'm not going to say that this is going to be one that's really exciting. It might even actually put you to sleep just reading it, but it's got the best information and it's so good. So Okay, so I'm just going to read to you what a night terror is first. So it says, night terrors. Your child utters a piercing scream and you rush into his room. He appears wild-eyed, anxious, frightened. His pupils are dilated. Sweat is covering his forehead. And as you pick him up to hug him, you notice that his heart is pounding and his chest is heaving. He is inconsolable. Your heart is full of dread and it almost seems as if some evil spirit has gripped your child After about 5 or 15 minutes, the agitation and confused state finally subside. This is night terror. So I want to just say that for us, they weren't, my kids weren't necessarily sweaty, but they definitely have that wild eyed, just super anxious. And there's just nothing that you can do to console them. So two year old was the one that was having all the issues. He would just wake up and this was not, a lot of times night terrors will happen at the same time every night. So you can kind of figure out some little tweaks of how to get rid of them because you can anticipate that waking. But that wasn't the case for us because he was so young and often night terrors don't start until they're four. He was having multiple REM cycles of sleep during the night. And this usually happens just before the REM cycle in your sleep. So because he was so young and he was having you know, so many different cycles, he was waking up 
just all over in the night. And I was so exhausted because the baby was also getting up. He was getting up even more than the baby. And you know how it is when you're a new mom, just so, so tired. And at that time, my husband's job was having him travel Monday through Thursday, most of weeks. And I was just completely exhausted. We had just moved to a new place, so I didn't really know very many people. And I just didn't have any family around, no real support network. So there was just no rest. I had three kids at home and during the day and only one in school. And it was really, really hard. So we ended up going to sleep doctors. And they explained to us that this was a night terror that was happening to him, just waking up screaming. There was nothing we could do. And the thing with the night terror is the more that you talk to them and the more that you try to calm them down, the more riled up they get. So what you're supposed to do is keep things as dark and as quiet as possible. A lot of times with my older kids, when they need to go to the bathroom is when the night terrors begin. So if some, a lot of times if I just take my kids to the bathroom in that sleepy state, help them go and then get back into bed and tuck them in with a blanket, a lot of times that just is the quick fix and it's over. But it, with this two-year-old, that was not the case because he was a potty trained. So it was just really, really brutal. So, but there's a lot of things that I did learn. So I learned that going to bed earlier actually helps. So it's a lot of times it's a sleep deprivation thing. It happens when the kids are about to get sick or when they're sick, right? Because everything's a little off in your body when you're about to get sick. It was happening to us a ton on vacation and that made so much sense because they're so sleep deprived and you're completely off schedule. And when we looked back after knowing this about this particular little boy, we could see sleep terrors in a couple of my other kids, but they just weren't as severe. So our doctor told us that we could give him a little bit of Benadryl just to help him go to sleep if we needed to. We maybe only did that a couple of times because that really didn't help us in the long run. But going to bed earlier was huge, making sure that he wasn't overtired and then just kind of expecting it when he was going to be sick. And it was kind of awful because when we went to the sleep doctor, they said that he would just grow out of it by age 10. And I was just like, you're kidding me. I can't go through this for another eight years. Are you kidding me? I can barely function as it is. So my biggest suggestions would be put them to bed earlier and nap when they're napping as much as you can, if you can. Get some help so that you can have a little relief. And I'm just here for you. I'm so sorry if that's happening because it really is hard and it's scary. But just, just get them back to sleep as quietly as possible. So I do have a little funny story to go with this. At this time, I was so, so tired. And I this is just what sleep deprivation was like at the time. So I was at the dentist. I didn't have a lot of times when I was without my kids because I just didn't have a lot of child care at that point. And they were filling my cavities and I literally fell asleep while they were filling my cavities and I woke myself up from my snoring <laughs> because I had all of that stuff and they're like in my mouth. Now this didn't happen just once. This happened like two or three times during this cavity filling. It was so embarrassing that I'm snoring right there while they're doing all this dental work. And because it was the only time that I was ever getting any sleep, it happened to be during a cavity filling. So it was really kind of sad. But anyway, so that's just a little tidbit about night terrors. Oh, and one other tip I would definitely throw in there that I almost forgot was 
to make sure that they don't drink a lot before bed and make sure that they go to the bathroom like once, maybe twice, if they keep waking up at night with night terrors because they have to go to the bathroom, make sure their bladders are as empty as possible before they go to bed. And that really helps. Another thing that we've done when they're just little and it's still, that's still not working is that just before my husband and I will go to bed, one of us will go up and take the child to go to the bathroom, like wake them, not wake them up, wake them up, but like wake them up a little bit take them to the bathroom and then put them in bed. And usually that helps a ton. That also really helps with new potty training kids when they're just having a hard time getting through the night with a, with a dry bed. So hopefully that will help. So I'm so glad that you could be with me today. Thank you for listening in. I hope this was helpful to you. If you're having trouble with your kids and their sleep, or if you know a friend or a family member that is really struggling, I hope this can help them as well. Cause it, this sleep is kind of everything. So if you have any good bedtime tips for me, I would love to hear what what things that you're doing because that is still always a pain point for me. It really, really does help me that I have a book that I love to read because I'm excited to read to my kids every night. It kind of gets me over the exhaustion and annoyed factor when I just want to go and have some time to myself. So, And it kind of solved the problem for me of I really wanted to do some more reading, but I never felt like I had an extra moment to read. And so sometimes it's a book that's really boring to my kids, but I just really want to read it and it works out great. So, and a lot of times I don't think they even really paying attention to what I'm reading. They just like hearing my voice and having me near them as they're going to sleep. So I'll put a little list in the show notes of some of my favorite books to read to the kids at night. So you guys can get ideas if you want ideas. And, um, also don't forget we have, we still have that affiliate going with 1110 leather. So we have that promo code for 10% off those fabulous earrings that I love, love, love that don't make my ears get infected. And they're just the cutest. They have these, all these different shapes of these dangling ones. And they also have these great new buttons that are super cute. So I'll put that link in the show notes. Um, the code, if you go to 1110leather.com is Hillary H10, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-H number 10, and you get 10% off your whole order. So it's awesome. They're great. And if you didn't hear that episode where I interviewed Haley Young, the creator and owner of 1110 Leather, you're going to want to go back and listen to that because she's just super awesome. So hope you have a really wonderful day. Love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. That really helps us go up in the rankings so people can find us a little bit better. And it's just so good to hear from you. I love the comments. It just really, really brings me up and keeps me going on the I'll talk to you later.